Hey guys, welcome back to our 18th episode of Flick or Flop. I'm your co-host, Alex Maynard, and your brilliant host... Oh, you're too sweet. Jeremy Kibler. <laughs> <laughs> Always got to keep it spicy and fresh with the intro. That's right. Someone argued to not do that, but we like uh... to keep it spicy. <laughs> How's quarantine, guys? Are you losing your mind yet? Running out of shows to watch, running out of trails to go down. <laughs> well, we have three flicks or flops to chat Ooh, about. What will they be? Yes, we do. Um, what should we start with? I guess we'll start with Scoob. As in Scooby-Dooby-Doo. So... Love Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Can I just throw in there? This reminds me sitting at my aunt's house with oodles of noodles... <laughs> Tons of hot sauce, watching Scooby-Doo. Really? I have fond memories of watching reruns on TNT every morning with my oatmeal. Love it. Yeah, watching Scooby-Doo. Love it. Um, But yeah, so (laughs) this comes to us (laughs) in 2020. Let's see if this brings Um, you back or not. Right, so (laughs) this was supposed to be a theatrical release, but of course we all know why it didn't. Hey, covid so, um, this is Warner Brothers' latest attempt to reboot the long-running franchise, the Hanna-Barbera cartoon, and there have been so many direct-to-video sequels, which I didn't really know about. Um, of course, like, the voices changed and the character design kind of changed, but... So this is the latest. Um, it kind of starts out as an origin story. Um, the prologue takes place in Venice Beach, and it shows how... Shaggy mm-hmm. and Scooby Doo, yep, the Great Dane that we all know, um, how they become fast friends and then they meet the rest of the Mystery Inc. gang on Halloween. Now, this is when they're all kids, and when they become adults, um, they're kind of so they actually get schooled by Simon Cowell. There's a cameo by Simon Cowell. Which I feel like is not a very fresh I cameo, it. celebrity cameo if you're going to have a celebrity. But whatever. I like Simon. Yeah. No, I like Simon too. But um, so Simon kind of tells the other three that Shaggy and Scooby are the weak links of the bunch. So they kind of feel left out. And then they get scooped up by this superhero named Blue Falcon, who I guess is another Hanna-Barbera character. Um... But, yeah, anyway, so Blue Falcon wants to stop this supervillain named Dick Dastardly, who wants to cause mm-hmm. a dog apocalypse, and the gates of the underworld are involved, and it's, it's, it's very, very strange. It's not, it doesn't really go back to that, you know, simple charm of, like, finding out that Mr. 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 Jenkins was... Yeah. Behind it all along, right, right. The unmasking and, and I very simple, right. And it I was, I would have gotten, complex. I would have gotten away with it, you know, yeah. if it weren't for meddling kids. Yeah, this was like needlessly complicated and very busy. Now I said the prologue. I really liked the prologue. Kind of like the other sweet. movie. What's that? It's kind of like the other movie though. Which that one wasn't too simple. The Scooby Doo movie. Oh, like the live action one. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. The one that I know. I'll tell you. 
I kind of watching this. I kind of wanted to be watching the live action ones with like, you know. Yeah, it didn't live up to the Scooby that you know. Right, but I mean the Scooby, the Scooby that this is this is supposed to be, you know, inspired by is the original series. But um, mm-hmm. so I'll kind of tell you what I did like about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked the voice cast. I thought they were all pretty solid. You have Zac Efron being Fred. You have Will Forte making a really good Shaggy, and I'm blanking on his name, but the voice actor who does Scooby, he did the voice of Fred, you know, back in the late For 60s, years. and then he did the voice of Shaggy in, like, some of the earlier um, direct-to-video Scooby movies. And I thought that he sounded like Winnie. Oh, yeah, or you, you were saying that, yeah. So you... you we should say that I watched this. Yeah, you watched it, and I got pieces the, here and there. Right. Yeah, you watched the audio. Full audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Mark Wahlberg does the voice of Blue Falcon. I, I don't really know what he was doing. Marky but... Mark. Yeah, Marky Mark. He kind of sounded like Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. <laughs> you know how much I, I love Deadpool. I love, you love Deadpool. hate Deadpool. Not at all. Um, yeah, and then you also have Gina Rodriguez playing Daphne and Amanda Seyfried playing, I'm sorry, Gina Rodriguez playing Velma and Daphne is voiced by um, Amanda Seyfried from the Mamma Mia movies. So, um, yeah, you know, this is just like an IP, an intellectual property being repackaged for a new generation. And I think it's just mm-hmm. trying to do too much, and it doesn't quite succeed at all of that. It has it does have a lot of cute Easter eggs. Um, I liked the computer animation; like I thought it was pretty to look at. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't know. They just I shoot, thought it was corny. Sh- oh, really? Well, it's you know, I mean, it's based I on a Saturday it. morning cartoon. I you know. Right, but like I would have rather have the grainy like not oh yeah yeah they do a really clever recreation of the original um like montage like credit montage um you know from the Saturday morning cartoon it was like beat for beat so that was that was kind of cool to see it was kind of nostalgic um but yeah otherwise I don't know it's like they were trying to do their own Marvel Cinematic Universe trying to bring in these other well, they're superhero characters, and I don't know. It just it kind of lost some of that simple, simple charm of Scooby Doo. So, I was so here's like, a question for yeah. you. Yes, Scoob mm-hmm. or Sonic? Of Sonic. Okay, but I, and I have more of an affection for Scoob for Scooby. Right, Scooby Doo. Like yeah. I played, I played Sonic, you know, on my Sega Genesis, but that was about it. Like right. with Scooby, like you were invested in character. Yeah, whatever, whatever, yeah. Whatever. I mean, you know, so that says yeah. a lot. Yeah, uh-huh. I guess, and I'm not really sure who this is for. Like, if this is going to be for kids or adult fans, I of think the, the show, complex, or... the complexity, I feel like makes it able to be geared more towards adults. Right, and I mean. Kids love everything, so they're Correct. they're gonna be well. Like you said, satisfied. it was nice to look at. It was, it was so pretty, they're yeah. they're more looking at the visual yeah. and the audio, the experience of going to a theater, probably. Right. But right. in their own home these days. Yeah, exactly. But um, 
Yeah, this kind of bummed me out. Like, I mean, I don't know if I had, like, giant expectations for Scoob. Why but... not? <laughs> but, um, Rude. yeah, I, you know, it's, I don't think it's a bad movie. I, I think it's kind of a time passer. Like, you know, during these times, like, if you need something on a, a distraction, a diversion, whatever you want to call it. Um, white noise it's fine yeah it i mean it has it you know it has some clever stuff but it's they're it, the clever bits are few and far between so unfortunately zoinks <laughs> i give scoob a flop flopper yeah jinkies mm. they do see they do say zoinks and jinkies a lot do they i okay. mean of course well thank god yeah um, just you, into it for you me. Never, you never see Velma searching for her glasses, though. No, only in like a like a a photo of it. That is such a towards thing. Towards the end, yeah, yeah. Um, see, yeah, yeah, right. no, yeah. But anyway, we'll move I'm really on. disappointed. I know. Well, speaking of disappointments, no, not disappointments. <laughs> um, oh no, what? Which so, one? We don't have an outline or any structure. No, or anything. Oh my god. So, or at least I don't. I'm going in so cold. Scattered. Yeah. The Wrong Missy. This is on Netflix. The it's, Wrong Missy. It's part of Adam Sandler's motion picture deal with Netflix. And even Love though it. Adam Sandler is not in The Wrong Missy... Isn't his wife? His wife is in it. Jackie Sandler. Yeah. 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 How'd you know? We watched it. No, I know. But did I say that's his wife? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you did. I don't While remember. it was going on, you were like, that's so and so's. Sorry, the yeah. movie felt three hours long and it just made me angry. But before I get into that, um, I guess I should say what it's about. So, this is actually a vacation to Hawaii with a movie built around it. So, Adam Sandler tends to do this with his movies where he gets with his buddies and they, you know, go on some vacation, whether it's like a Caribbean cruise or whatever africa and they bring cameras along and they shoot it and they pretend that they have a script <laughs> i shouldn't say that i hate adam sandler movies but i definitely like the older ones rather than the newer ones he was uncut gems right and he was in the uncut gems yeah, so, you know so i feel like he's you know he can do better but he he's very creative this is yeah. part of his happy madison production company and the deal with oh. netflix so interesting rather than having adam sandler as a star he has his buddy david spade and David Spade plays this, I don't know, he works for a bank. He's very, he's like a bland milk toast. Ever hear that word? He's like a, I have not. He's like a very bland guy. And Which is like a corporate executive, whatever. Yeah, he, I don't even really know what his job is. He just works in like a, for, he works for a bank. I don't know. Uh-huh. Anyway, that is completely irrelevant. He could be anything. He, so he has, um... Just broken up with his fiance, and so he goes on a first date with a woman named Melissa, who also goes by Missy, and she's played <laughs> by Lauren Lapkus. And the first, the blind date goes horribly wrong. Like she plays a prank <laughs> on him. She's already drunk. She keeps drinking. She's just very loud and, you know, as I said, obnoxious. It's not funny first date you tell everybody about. Yeah, well, this, this is like the day from hell. But, um, so, date doesn't go well. You know, I, I guess he thinks that he deletes her number from his phone. And then when he's um, in the airport, 
you know, going somewhere, he um, bumps into a woman named Missy. Mm-hmm. But it's not that same Missy. This is like this very good-looking, charming woman played by uh, Molly Sims. And they have a great conversation over a drink, and they talk about James Patterson novels and, you know, loves in the air. And so, but they have to go, they have to part ways. And when he has to go on a business trip to Hawaii, he figures, hey, I should just take the chance and, you know, ask her to come along with me. So he texts Missy, but he, guess what? He texts what? the wrong Missy. Nuh-uh. Yeah. So, you know, this only happens in movies, but he's sitting in his seat in the airplane and waiting for Missy to come in, I guess. He doesn't wait for her at the gate, whatever. Um, and, you know, she, the obnoxious bull in the Here China she shot. Is. Here she is, the wrong Missy. And she wrecks havoc, like, the entire rest of the movie until she doesn't, and we're supposed to pretend that uh, the David Spade character falls madly in love with her and she's life-changing. So I will say... It's funny. Is it? (laughs) I will say Lauren Lapkiss, I like her. She is very likable. I've seen her in some other stuff. She was in Orange is the New Black and she was on um, a Chelsea Handler Oh my God, I can see those two working together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I've never seen her at this level. I love it. I've never seen her at this level where she's so wild and this I is was a- kind of pissed off though. Like the hey, scene where she like tum- takes a tumble. Oh, that's her the entire movie. Right. I mean like how many times is she going to die but not right. die. Well, like, so that's But she never bleeds or anything. So that's like that. that's my yeah. problem with this movie and I know all of you people it's can unrealistic. be like all you people can say it's a comedy just laugh at it. Well, if it were funny then I wouldn't be, you know, finding these other flaws. She never feels like a real person. She feels like something written by screenwriters, you know. And then there's this 180 in the very end, (laughs) you know, turn on a switch. And she's completely different from how obnoxious she was from the beginning of the movie. And that's how we're supposed to believe that David Spade falls in love with her and... Oh, and she also, I don't even know what her job is, but she can do, I mean, that was kind of an, kind of an she amusing She does everything. Bit, but she does everything. <laughs> yeah, like. Um, She's a certified everything. Right. Certi- yeah. Chiropractors, <laughs> you know, CPR. Something she happens. Nurse, She's there yeah, for it. She's there. But yeah, as you said, I'm she takes a tumble off a cliff and you actually see her body hit like each, and yes. she's alive. It was great. Um, so I don't know. I just felt like this. The scene itself was great, but I'm like, oh my God, I thought she was killed off. Right. So, I don't know. I just... We were talking about movies where we feel bad for the actors. I felt bad for Lauren Lapkus because I felt like this movie just kind of used and abused her. It kind of of abused everyone. That was her role. Yeah, I know, but... We're supposed to find something charming about her, aren't we? I mean... Yeah, just how much she... She's going after him. I mean, she's just committed to them being together and making it work. And, and she's... why? Why? Because it's a movie and it's a script and that's why. But you never... Because she's a Looney Tune and she it. felt a connection. I guess. There are people out there. Like yeah, that. but this is, this is just like a lazy comedy and I just found it obnoxious and... I know. 
It hates its characters. Like, I, David Spade is this bland nothing. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, I keep going back to Lauren Lapkus. Like, she fearlessly does what is asked of her. She goes for it. But this Missy character is just so insufferable. I liked Adam Sandler's Do you think I liked this wife. Movie? You did like her? Yeah. Why? What did you like about her? I just like her overall. Yeah? I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> I'm wondering if this would have been... All of their humor was just right up my alley. It was very dry. Dry? And... Yeah, I would say it was dry. Mm. And just, yeah. I mean, and it's raunchy. And, and I'm fine with raunchy. But no, I didn't, I didn't find it clever or... Hmm. I don't know. I won't. I won't say that I never laughed. I mean, I kind of chuckled, like in recognition, like. <laughs> but that's. <laughs> like I'm gonna laugh because I feel sorry for you and you did such a thing, or whatever. No, I mean it's it's just it's so dumb, and I can laugh when it's funny. So but... what movie would you compare this to? But I guess would be better than. Well, this you one. know, I don't know if you've seen this. It's a Ben Stiller movie, but. This this oh, gave me some PTSD. Um, it reminded me of this movie called The Heartbreak Kid, where he marries a woman, Malin Ackerman, and they go on like a three week wedding, va- you know, honeymoon, and um, like to Mexico or something. And she turns out, and she turns out to be this complete nut. Like she's this this shrill shrew, and like she um, and she's like a sex fiend and like she has a deviated septum from like when she had a drug problem and like all these all these skeletons keep coming out of the closet and she's just so annoying and he can't stand it and then he ends up like falling for some other woman on the island or wherever they are but yeah it just remind me of that in the worst ways and i don't even know which is worse because there's a scene in the heartbreak kid where Ben Stiller gets stung by a jellyfish and Melanie Ackerman's character pulls down her pants to, re- to re- well to pee on her to pee on him and to reveal that she has um, a pierced clit <laughs> and mm. that's supposed to be comedy. Yeah. Oh, I don't find that funny. No, and it kind of opens like a clamshell too. Like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not me. So I don't know. I just felt that I thought this was just kind of like a mean movie that just kind of hated humanity but um so i loved it i'd give it a total flick kidding total flop i know we're so different on this one Mm -hmm. yeah i enjoyed it it was fun (laughs) it was fun and i like that sick did you watch sick quick no i did not watch the whole thing (sighs) however so good yeah but the times the times i did watch you missed that completely forced um you know resolution where she's this new person i did miss that i just i just really really enjoyed her being this careless obnoxious i almost would have liked if she stayed that way the entire time rather than making this complete character just a sudden change what was the catalyst like what what made her well, she kind of she she made David Spade's character's boss because this is a business trip that they're on. She ends up hypnotizing the boss, right. telling the boss that David Spade. Oh is yes, his this is his grandma. grandmother, and so he's like all like 
you know. Yeah, you're the best, whatever, whatever. Kid. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Um, so I guess he likes her for that. And <laughs> she is who she, I don't, I don't see that's it. I don't know. It just takes a complete leap. I think that she's still going to be that crazy. Yeah, you, yeah. And he just learned to not be so blah. Right. Even after the movie ended, she her goes craziness right into his world and embrace it. Right. I think that that's what the story was. Yeah. There. So I would love to see this this Lauren Lapkus and other comedies, just better ones. Sorry. <laughs> it's a fun one. I would watch it. Guys, I'll recommend you so many other fun comedies. Now the next one though that we're gonna talk about. Is it the one that I think that we're going to talk about? I don't know. What do you think we're going to talk about? With... What? The my one? girl? Oh, we talked about... No, 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 no. Oh, Next we week. can't talk about Wait, certain things. Wait, who's your girl? Yeah, we can talk about it, yeah. Wait, who's your girl? Lizzie Moss. Oh, yeah, we can't talk about that. It doesn't come out until June 5th. Oh, shoot. Guys, <laughs> stay tuned for that one. Right, that's all we'll all say. I'm saying. That's all we'll say. <laughs> Um, no, so this... Not even gonna give you any tone. <laughs> so the best movie of the week, and I can't even say I loved it, but it's definitely the best movie of the week. It's it's a small independent film. Um, it's called Clementine. And you think it's gonna be an erotic thriller, but it's not. <laughs> so I should say what it's about. It's about this, um, it's about this young woman, probably in her early 30s, named Karen... She, she's in a relationship with an older woman and she comes home one day to realize that the locks have been changed and I guess her and her girlfriend are splitting, but Karen's dog is actually inside. So with nowhere to go, Karen um, gets in her car, she leaves LA, she goes to somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, like Oregon or something. And then she breaks into her ex's lake house. And she makes herself at home, and then she goes down to the lake, and she finds a girl sunbathing on the dock. Well, that girl turns out to be this 19-year-old named Lana, and um, Lana later asks Karen to help her find her dog. Now, you don't really know if she has a dog, but then of course she does. There's something a little strange about Lana, and Karen kind of ends up finding out what that is. Um, you think they might become lovers at one point, and maybe they do, I won't tell you. But um, but yeah, it's it keeps you guessing, but it is, it, I say the word slow burn, or the phrase slow burn a lot. This is like, at a complete hum, like the whole time. <laughs> it's, um, it's, pretty much a two-hander so it's just the two of them other other characters come in at some point um but it's attractively shot um i like the two young actresses the one who plays um where did you say it takes place um somewhere in the pacific northwest yeah i feel like it's always like beautiful to shoot there yeah yeah but just like even just the 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 image it has like a crisp i don't know tactile reach out and touch it vibe but um so yeah i don't i don't know i i never knew where it was going um you think it is gonna heat up more than it does but um yeah it has naturalistic performances and um 
there's a lot of suggestion more than like you know big juicy plot twists so so you said this was an independent independent film yeah i i is this somebody's um first i'm not even sure it's by a woman named laura gallagher i okay i don't know if this is the first film i haven't written my review yet but um but yeah, and I, I wrote down this one quote. Um, Karen says, like, her ex-girlfriend's work of art on the wall is more about the emotional process than the result. I kind of felt like this movie was the same way. Like, it was about the pro- like it was about the journey rather than the destination. Like, where it goes doesn't quite matter, and it's not quite as interesting as, like, the getting there. Mm-hmm. But, um... Joy's in the journey. Exactly. The but, spark um, notes version. And there's... And, <laughs> And it's the called, abbreviated. And it's called Clementine. There's something about, like, fruit that's, like, supposed to symbolize, like, young yearning and, like, eroticism or something. Yeah, like the sweet innocence. <laughs> right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Forbidden fruit, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I, I would give this, I would give this a flick. Like, it's, you know, it's not an edge-of-your-seat thriller, um, but it's definitely worth checking out if you like cinema so yeah it's like where can you find that if it's an independent um i believe you can probably rent it on amazon or on your you know on demand platforms depending on your um cable subscriber but um yeah so scoop with an exclamation point so Scoop is a flop. Scoop is a flop. With a big old exclamation point. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, bumped on that. And with that, with Scoob, you can rent it for $19.99 for like a 48-hour window. Figure or, out how to watch it on your fire stick or something. Or you can buy it and watch it all the time for 24 bucks or $24. Ooh, $4 more. Yeah. So, you know, if the, kids, if the kids want to keep watching it and not experience anything else. Um, so, yeah. that's And don't can... be that person that rents it multiple times and mm-hmm. then calls back in and says, oh, I meant to buy it. Mm-hmm. Don't be mm-hmm. that person. Mm-hmm. Don't be that person. Yeah, exactly. Not for that one, at least. Um, oh, and then The Wrong Missy, Netflix, but just don't put it in your queue because... It's not worth watching. <laughs> it was fun. It's fun. I I feel like if it is a gloomy quarantine day and you have jack shit to do, watch it to lift your spirits. Or you could put your head in the oven and feel the same. <laughs> oh, yeah, Lord. I'm just kidding. Um, the movie really did make me mad. But, um, yeah, so that's on Netflix, and then Clementine, which I just said, you can probably run it on Amazon, iTunes, wherever. So what's going on next week? So it's going to be Memorial Day weekend, I think, MDW, and we're in quarantine. So much fun. I would usually be, preferably, by a pool. I know. Uh, Some water. Some body of water from Memorial Day. (laughs) Right. Mm. Not to sound like a Valley Girl or anything. Valley Girl. Oh, I want to watch Valley Girl again. Um, but yeah, that's. Um, so what's up next? Kind of sad, but next week we have the Lovebirds, which which is on Netflix or will be on Netflix, and what's that other one? Inheritance, which I watch. 
I feel I like, wa- I feel you already like, watched it. I feel like I watched it like a month ago. <laughs> yeah, we we kind of talk about this. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because I'm like, why are you watching that one if it's so I far know. out? I yeah. I like to get it done. I get on a shit over here. I'm like, wait, <laughs> hold on. Let me. I have the lashes. Reprioritize here. I don't think that one makes sense to watch right now. Anyway, oh, and then if I do get a screener for it, there's a movie called Body Cam, which has Mary, Mary G. Blige in it. Nuh-uh. Um, it's like a, she plays a police officer. It's like oh a horror Lord. thriller. It almost looks like a saw, but not bloody, but like, Nuh-uh. I don't even know what's happening. But I was kind of looking forward hey. to, um, what, Spiral? Yeah. So if this is, if this is going mean, to be my substitute, I'll take it. I doubt this will be Spiral, but it, I'll take it at hey. this point. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we're going to check it out. So yeah, those three, maybe more, who knows. Um, we'll have more in the coming weeks after that. So, as always, if you want to see full reviews, where should they go? You can go to the Artful Critic. Theartfulcritic.com? Yes. Okay, so we'll take a look there. But let us know what you guys are watching. Even uh, if it's TV, if it's a series, let us know. Feel free. Send us a message. And we so appreciate all of our loyal fans. Yes. Those of you that hang in here that have been with us for 18, sometimes short mm-hmm. and sweet, sometimes long-winded no, episodes. Never. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Stay well and yes. safe. Bye, guys. Oh, 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 oh,